I'm going to set these right here. You have your Bibles begin turning over to Matthew chapter 6 as we continue in the, um, in the Sermon on the Mount. I want to say before I begin, um, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for um, allowing us to be a part of, of this body, of uh, this family. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, the encouragement. I want to thank you for the way that you get involved in the lives of other people and serve. Just trunk or treat last week. Those of you that participated, thank you for giving of your time and blessing children and standing there and handing out candy and watching them. And um, you know, there's so many of us that are involved in different areas. And, and I just want to say thank you. And I want to encourage you um, to to continue. And, and and if you're not involved, to be looking for that place that you get involved and can give and bless, because a growing church is a is a, a giving church. It's a church that continues to give of their time and, and their means. And so I just want to say thank you uh, and for loving, uh, loving our family. I am uh, I'm tired this morning because I stayed up late last night and watched a college football game. My team won, but it, we, it went way past 11 o'clock, the Oklahoma Sooners. And the reason it lasted so long is because we don't have much of a defense. And so if you know of any defensive lineman that might... Could go to OU and help us out. Please let me. I'm just saying in general, if you know of anybody, let me know. Let me know. We've been going through um, the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Jesus is teaching about uh, the kingdom of God. Um, here are some things that we've, we've talked about. And by the way, again, let, let me remind you that th- this kingdom of God is, is, is available to us. And look at me. I didn't mean to do that. Don't. Don't. It's available to us. We have to choose to participate in it. Um, and, and, and we looked at the Beatitudes and the message that Jesus is um, teaching us is that all are welcome in the kingdom of God. We're all welcome. And salt and light, not only are we welcome, we're valuable. We all have gifts, abilities, and talents, but um, we, we do this together. We work together. That's why we want to serve together and be together and love together and help each other cry together and laugh together. And once we got that, we said, yes, thank you, Jesus. And then Jesus said, now it's time to get to work. I work on my emotions. I don't leave them unchecked. We don't live in the kingdom of God like the world does. We go to work on ourselves and work with our anger and, and, um, and, and, and our jealousy and all of those toxic emotions. And then we talked about we in the kingdom of God, Jesus says, we don't look at each other as objects to fulfill our desires, needs, wants, and lust. We consider them as children of God created in the image of God. We talked about the term namaste. I salute the divine that's in you. We, and we, so we've been working through this. Working through this. Um, kingdom of God living is intentional. It, it doesn't just happen. And um, that way, uh, we make sure, um, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I, I mentioned it a, a couple of weeks ago. There are, there are many who struggle with this is their concept of Christianity, the gospel of sin management. I'm just trying to manage my sin 
so that I go to heaven, right? That's my reward. Why, why did you become a Christian? So I could go to heaven, which is a great thing, right? Why did you become a Christian? So I don't go to hell. Our, our lives of following Jesus are more than reward, gaining reward and avoiding punishment. Okay? Um, those uh, tend to, to, to function around the idea of fear and guilt and shame and inadequacy. I'm never enough. Am I saved? Right? Which leads us to asking questions. Can I? Can't I? Is this right? Is this wrong? Am I lost? Am I saved? Do I know enough? I don't, I, I don't know enough. Have I done enough? Which is a minimal, minimalist view. Keeps us spiritually immature. So Jesus is trying to show us there's a way out of this. And it is participating in the kingdom of God. Here's what our life really should look like. It is a constant growth. By the way, if I were to redo this now, I wouldn't do a straight line. I think it is a growth that looks like this. Right? Ups and downs. But we're intentional about growing. And that's how we live in the kingdom. Can you imagine a place where people have committed to the kingdom of God and say, I'm going to work on myself for your sake. We're going to care for each other. We're going to love each other. We're going to be intentional. We're going to grow towards spiritual maturity. So, let's begin with the text. Chapter 6, um, starting in verse... If I get there... Let's begin in chapter uh, chapter 6, verse 2. Is that what is up there? Yes. Verse 1. Here's what Jesus said. Now, you've got to be ready. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do. Um, in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving uh, may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Verse 5, and when you pray... Don't be like hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the street corners. And again, here's this phrase, to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is seen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. And that one phrase of, that kept coming up was this. Whether it is in praying or giving to the needy, He's going to talk about it in fasting, is this, this idea of to be seen by others. They had a problem during Jesus' day. They would, they would go out into the street and they would begin to give, but they would, right, they, they would take the trumpet which is where we get the idea of tooting your own horn, and they're, da, 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 I'm about to give to the poor. I'm about to give my alms. No, no praise is necessary. No, you don't have to watch, but I'm about to do it. Right? And so it was to be seen by others. 
to be seen by men. And when they would pray, they would pray these loud, long, filled with flowery, flowery words that others could hear and watch. And, and the idea was, it was it would, you would hope that people would hear you and go, wow, what a spiritual person that is. That is a spiritual giant. They're able to give, and they're able to pray, and they even fast. And Jesus said, that's not the kingdom of God. But you see, we're doing that. Those people that do that, they do it to be seen by others. And I thought about this. What is this idea of, what is it about us that we love? Now, and be honest, okay, got, got to be honest today, that we really do love being seen by other people. And so we love to talk and we love to tell and people listen to us. And we talk about ourselves, right? Talk, 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 and chitter, chatter, chitter, chatter all the time. Talk, 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 talk. Oh, and bless the Lord, you know, I'm really going through a hard time, but bless the Lord, I'm just going to wait on the couch and eat potatoes until the Lord moves in because, you know, there's really nothing I can do. You know, bless the Lord. And you just want to say, would you stop? Hush. Stop talking. And giving to be seen by people. And the reason why is because most of us have a need for approval of others. That's why we want to be seen by others. Right? We need approval. You just approve of me. Well, if I need a, another person's approval, it means that I have something missing within myself. That I'm not getting filled in, or, or fulfilled. And you've met these people that just talk, 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 talk. Say, what? What is it that Jesus really is trying to get us to understand here? Our faith is not about playing games. Our faith is something much deeper than that. We we don't need approval. We don't need to seek validation. Because you see, here's what happens. What happens is those, those result from fear. I need to be seen by others because there's a fear inside of me that I might really be rejected. Worse than that, I might be a reject. There's a fear of loss then. I don't want to be lonely. I don't want to live alone. I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to disappoint people. Right? That, by the way, that one was mine growing up. And still, even when I'm around my dad today, I watch out because I don't want to disappoint my dad. I heard my dad tell me that one time and I'll never forget it. And he was right for saying it. I'm disappointed in you. I want to disappoint people. So I got this fear. We're all challenged by this fear of rejection and loss and being lonely and and disappointing someone and being judged. So if we're not careful what happens, even in the church, now, now stay with me on this, even in the church, we are living this this life of faith and following Jesus Christ, but we get stuck playing religious games even with each other. We tell a good story and we tell what's going on. Hi, how you doing? Fine, how are you? It's not. There's all kinds of messed up people and things going on in our life, we don't want to share it. Right? We're struggling with something. In our lives, we might even be lazy and we're not taking care of things that are really important, but we just don't open up and share that. Or we serve so that people will look at us. 
Jesus says, don't fall into this game. Now watch. So he says, this then is how you should pray. Now I want you just to look at these words. You've seen them. We pray them. We're very familiar with them. But notice this. First Jesus says, let's stop playing games. No more religious words. No more religious actions. Here's where we really go to work in the kingdom of God. So he says, this then is how you should pray. Now, I want you to listen to my tone of voice as I read this to you. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our uh, trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us or our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation. About six or eight years ago, as I was reading this, I said, there's something about the way that this is put together that is quite unlike anything I pray. God, give us today our daily bread. God, don't lead us into temptation. God, deliver us from evil. Forgive us. I said, what is this? These are declarative sentences that have a little bit of force behind them. Right? That's why I tried to read it to you that way. If you say, yeah, I see that, nod your head at least. You're awake. That's not the way I pray. Right? Dear Lord, if there's any way possible that you could see fit to maybe think about me every now and then and maybe forgive at least 90% of my sin, that would be great. You know, we just have this... And Jesus said, no, this is how you should pray. You don't have to say the specific words, but this is how you should pray. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our bread. Forgive us, right? Not this asking. Forgive us our sins as we are forgiving those who sinned against us. God, don't lead us into temptation, but God, deliver us from evil. I said, what kind of prayer is this? And I found out the Jews are very familiar with this concept of prayer. The, the word that I learned was chutzpah. Heard of it? Chutzpah. The word is really a, a Yiddish word, but they're, um, here's the old joke of chutzpah, okay? It is the, um, the young man that killed his parents, that was on trial in front of the judge, and he says to the judge, I don't think I should be convicted because I'm an orphan. That's, that's the old um, uh, hootspah joke, okay? But the word means, man, you're, you're bold. You've got boldness. Um, you've got nerve. If somebody's ever said to you, boy, you got nerve. Well, you, you went right up to the line there. You got some courage. That's the idea of, of hootspah. And that is, there is a whole, um, a whole um, category of prayer called hootspah prayer. You pray with boldness. Now, here's what it, here's what it really is saying here in the, in the Lord's Prayer. And that is, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We know the source of everything 
that is provided for us, right? So our acknowledgement is, God, your name is holy. It is beyond our ability to even communicate how great you are. You are the one that provides. So the Lord's Prayer, Jesus is telling us, look, you go to the source of, of, of the one that can provide. But once you do now, you come with boldness and courage. Who can get us out of the situation we're in? God can. Who is the one that gives us our bread? God does. And so if you struggle with this idea of chutzpah, think of it this way. God, we are incredibly grateful because you're the one that provides us with our bread, but provide us with our bread and we'll be forever grateful. Now, there are, by the way, um, some other stories that Jesus tells Turn over, now you've got to have your Bibles, Luke chapter 11. I want to walk you through this real quick. Luke chapter 11. Now, in Luke, he has this, the Lord's Prayer. And right after the Lord's Prayer, we have in verse 5, Luke chapter 11, starting in verse 5. Right? Right before it, lead us not into temptation, verse 5. Then he said, Suppose one of you has a friend and he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, let me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come and I have nothing to set before him. Now the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door's closed. It's locked. My children are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. Okay. Um, but by the way, let, let, me, let me correct this a little bit. In the English, it doesn't come, come across right. The man inside the bed, inside the house that, that is asleep with his family, doesn't say, Hey, get away from the door. My family's asleep. And if I get up, I'm going to wake everybody up, right? That doesn't make any sense. If I yell that from inside of the house, everybody will wake up because I'm telling you to be quiet or they're going to wake up. The Greek basically means this. The guy says this inside himself. This is what he's thinking, right? And here's what he's thinking. Oh, that crazy neighbor's here again. I cannot believe that it's this late and he's knocking out there. You know, what am I going to do? So verse 8, I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's hootsbah, boldness is what mine says. Because of his hootsbah, this guy will get up and give him the bread. Now, you've got to get this picture, and I want you to hold the Lord's Prayer uh, in mind as we talk about it. This guy is coming, and he is knocking on the door. Hey, get up in there. i got a friend. See, it's an embarrassing situation. He didn't have anything ready for this friend that showed up, and so he's knocking. That hurts, and he's knocking. All right? Get up, get up, get up. I have to have this bread. And I'm not going away until I get this bread. You can yell at me from inside of the house. You can tell me to go away. Guess what I'm going to do, though, if you try to ignore me? And because of this guy's crazy boldness, he got what he came for. Now, if, you have, if you're looking at Luke chapter 11, you will notice that right after this story, you have this, verse 9. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. Those three verbs are in the present tense, which means it is a continual action. 
which means that I'm going to ask and ask and ask and ask and ask and ask and I'm going to keep asking, right? Just like you were when you go to the store with your parents when you were little. And can I have this? 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 No. Can I? Can I? Can I have it? 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 You know, and you go, what in the world has possessed these children of mine? Nothing but hoopsbah. That's all it is. Guess what they walk out of the store with? Whatever it was. Give it to them. Make them be quiet. Right? And so I'm going to seek. Right? And I'm going to seek it. And I'm looking. And I don't see it over there. Do I quit and go home? Nope. I'm looking here. I'm looking there. I'm going to keep seeking. I'm going to find the person that can at least send me in the right direction. Because I'm not giving up. Am I making the point? That's hootspot. That's how we pray to God. Now, let me show you, though, the best. And that is, by the way, falls under the category of a hootspot story. Chapter, Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. All right, here we go. Verse 21. We got a 12 o'clock kickoff today. I got 45 minutes. Yes, sir. Verse 21, Matthew 15. Now, now watch. Leaving the place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him. Watch the words, though. Came to Jesus crying out. Right? She doesn't come tiptoeing up to Jesus and go, excuse me. Excuse me, can I ask you a question? No. She comes to him crying out. Um, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. My Bible has an exclamation point after that. She walks right up to Jesus and said, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Ooh, okay. What, what, what's going on here? My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Right? You know mamas, when they got a child that needs something from them to help them, whatever it is, they will go where? To the ends of the earth to make sure that's what this woman, that's the situation she comes in to Jesus. First words out of her mouth, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Give us our bread, our daily bread, right? Don't lead us into temptation. Deliver us from evil. And so, Jesus says, uh, verse 23, Jesus, are you looking at it? Didn't answer a word. Didn't say a thing to her. Say, maybe he didn't hear. No, he heard her. Jesus looked at her and went, Now, if it's me, I'm offended. Well, how dare he do that? I know he heard me. I'm, I'm, I've had it. I'm going to kick him in the shin, right? I mean, I'm going to do something. I, I didn't, well, he just ignored me. I guess, I guess my daughter's not going to get any healing. I guess I'll just go home and watch her die. Not when you have chutzpah. That doesn't work. By the way, I've always heard that when you pray, you typically get one of three answers. You ever heard this? Yes, no, wait. Here's the, here's the wait part. He just ignored her. She's not going home to sit on the couch. He didn't answer her. Now the disciples came to him and said, Jesus, send her away because she keeps crying out. She's embarrassing us. 
People think she's crazy. She keeps saying, have mercy on me. Heal my daughter. I'm not leaving until you do. Would you have mercy on me? Have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy on me. Disciples are going, whew, she's driving us crazy. We can't even hear the preacher. She's yelling so loud. You think it bothered her? You think she went, I can't believe they're talking about me. Jesus is ignoring me and they're talking about me. I'm just, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to leave. Uh, no, not when you have chutzpah. So Jesus looks at her. Finally. Right? Yes. And he says, <clears throat> sorry, I was only sent to the lost sheep of Israel. What did he just say to her? No. Nope. Not you. You're a Gentile. Not helping you. Only sent to the sheep of Israel. She's been ignored. They're complaining about her. Jesus says no. Right? Do you turn and go home? Absolutely not. And she says, um, I was only sent to the lost sheep of Israel. Verse 25, the woman came and knelt before him. Close your ears. Lord, help me. He's a bulldog. He's a pit bull. She's not going home. And Jesus says, verse 26, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Preachers have not known what to do with that verse. It doesn't fit in our theology of Jesus, but Jesus basically put her in the category of the dogs. Well, that's it. You have insulted me. You've ignored me. People are talking about me. Call me names. I'll never come back to this church. Yes, Lord. I love this. Yeah, that's fine. Call me a dog. Because that's not what I'm about. That's not what I'm here of. You call me anything you want to. I'm on a mission. Yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Sure, call me what you want. But I'm not leaving. And Jesus then says to her after that, Woman, you have great faith. Go. It's done. Woo! She did it. She went to the only source that could provide what she had to have. And her attitude was, I'm not leaving until this happens. And when when Jesus is finally convinced of that, He goes, there it is. That's what I'm looking for. You get that out of the story. This is what I'm looking for. You got nerve. You got courage. You got faith. You won't quit coming back and asking and saying and seeking and knocking. And I'm not going away, God. I'll be back here tomorrow. See, that's hootspot prayer. So the question becomes in my life, how bad do you want it? And the answer typically is, we, we really don't want it. Oh, if you're going to insult me, or you're going to ignore me, or you're just going to complain about me, or it might be, um, you know, I might embarrass other people, 
Or they might look at me different or funny, then I'm not going to do it. You don't want it very bad. We don't really trust that God can do it, and we really don't want it bad enough. What are you willing to risk? A little pride? Ego? You willing to risk friends? What do you know that God has called you to become, to be, to do, and you and and we I have to include myself, and we just kind of no, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to bother people, right? And that's when we start getting into the chitter chatter of well, you know, I just got, I can't, I can't do that, you know, it's it's it's, it's, it's cold outside, right? And you got in the wind, you can't do this in the wind, right? Pollen is in the wind and. Chickens are everywhere, right? You can't do that if chickens are everywhere. I thought that was funny, but you got, right? you got, got billboards. The billboards are everywhere, and you can't, I can't really do it because right? we should come up with all these reasons why. Well, I just, I'm just, sitters, I'm just not sure that's really theological. I've never heard of hoots of a prayer before. Yeah, I think there's a reason why we haven't heard of it. I just don't buy into what you're saying. I think I'm just going to sit and wait on the Lord to come and reveal to me while I'm sitting on the couch eating chips watching the football game. I just know one day He's going to show up. Right? We love Tinkerbell theology. Right? You know who Tinkerbell is? From Peter Pan, his little fairy. And so He calls Tinkerbell whenever He gets in trouble. Tinkerbell, I'm in, I'm in trouble. I need help. I need this done. Right? You remember what she does? She flies over and does what? Say it out loud. It's okay. Pixie dust, magic dust. Sprinkle it, right? Gets on Peter Pan. All of a sudden now he's magical. He can do whatever or he's strong or he disappears. Or God, would you just sprinkle a little uh, uh, pixie dust on me? And God said, yeah, I'd love to get to work. No, 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 I don't want to go to work. Well, get out there and raise your voice and, 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 and declare and get busy. No, I don't want to do it. I just, I just want to sit at home. I just want to sit in church. I just want to sit in a pew. I, I, just, I just want to sing a song. You don't want it very bad. Not willing to risk. Third question, what are you willing to overcome? What are you willing to overcome? Now think about this in the beauty of the kingdom of God. When we take these things seriously and we start working on those things and we start going before God and we say, this is what we believe we're called to as a church, and we're not leaving until it happens. Can you imagine what we could accomplish? No, let that sink in. Do you realize what we can accomplish in the kingdom of God? If we would quit making excuses and quit being lazy and get out there and practice spot together and to encourage one another to do that. Sometimes the best encouragement looks like this. You ready? Sometimes I need that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Let's go. Quit whining. Quit complaining. See, there is this word called passion, right? The last week of the life of Jesus, we call it the Passion Week. The word literally means to suffer, it means to suffer. 
we love to kick this roll. That's that's my passion, right? I I love to do push-ups. That's my passion. Right? Yeah, you did three. You know, that's not your passion. You're not willing to suffer to accomplish whatever it is you need. You want it to be comfortable. That's the world we live in today. As long as it's comfortable, don't make us uncomfortable. Don't push us beyond our limits. You don't have passion. And so Jesus comes along now with this prayer and says, Okay, you want to be in the kingdom of God? We're going to pray bold prayers. God, do this for your glory, for your kingdom. But we're not stopping until it happens. We're not going away. It doesn't matter what other people say. It doesn't matter what the world thinks. We're asking, we're seeking, we're knocking, we're praying with boldness and courage. And I think what a great place to live in the kingdom of God. So here's my challenge. Two things. Two things. One, most of us know what's in here in our heart that's kind of been nagging at us for a while that we've kind of put off and said, "Ah, you know, it's not the Lord's will. I'm just still waiting. God said, wait, and I'm waiting. Which we know that's not the truth. What is it? What do you need to get after? Number two, this week, I want us to practice chutzpah prayers. Okay? In your own your own room, in your own, try it. Stop for this week with all the willy-nilly, oh Lord, please, if you could just possibly, and I mean, get that fist ready. Right? Now remember who you're going in front of. You're going in the throne room, so hallowed be your name. You are the great Almighty. Right? Get that fish ready, and let's pray this week. And I would love to hear from you this week how it's going. But it'll be uncomfortable. Notice this. Jesus said when you pray, go into the closet, shut the door, so it's only you and God. Only the two of you. That's amazing. But I want you to practice it. We must be people of bold faith and speak bold faith and speak to God with bold faith. How bad do you want it? And then let's ask this question. How bad do we want it? Let's go get it. Let's have some nerve. We can change the world in the kingdom of God. I told you that from the beginning. This is part of it. God bless you this week and pray bold prayers. Now, we're about to stand and sing a song. If there's something that's on your heart that you said, okay, I got you, God. I, I hear that. I, I, I'm ready to take action. I need prayers of forgiveness. I need, to, I need to renew my commitment to Jesus. You know, if there's a need, if there's something we can help you with and pray for you about, guess what? Walking to the front is an act of hootspah. Takes a little boldness. We'd love to pray for you. Okay? Jerome, let's stand and sing together.